So before we get started, I want to tell you about the best thing that has happened to the podcasting world, and that is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You can go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You can even find it on the App Store of any iPhone or Android. The app is called Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. All right. We're in it. Cool. Jordan Moon, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. We kind of had this conversation already, but it's cool. Yeah. Um. How's, well, I want to ask, you know, how's business going? Or before we go into that, let me let you introduce yourself. I, we've podcasted before, um, but I don't even think back then I let you uh, introduce yourself and talk about your business. What I want, what I really want to do is kind of um, at the end of all this, I want to just highlight uh, your business and how you're helping uh, your friends and family and your community through um, natural medicines or um, herbs and stuff like that and 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 the magic that you pull out of uh, the natural world and and heal the people so uh, just kind of introduce yourself and let them know what you do okay moon I'm the owner of moonlight's pop carry I'm a Reiki master shamanic practitioner a witch Um, I am a channel for spirits and a psychic medium. I do paranormal investigations and create, um, products from nature. So I only use essential oils, organic butters, uh, crystals, plant medicine, and create soaps, fix candles, potions, elixirs, tinctures, and then do healings and clearings as well. Nice. And so, um, of course I love all this. I wish that more of the world would, um, accept these kind of practices into their lives. I think it would, uh, I think it would have a lot of positive impacts on people's lives if they were able to, um, realize the gifts of the natural world that what we have readily available to us and, and how, applying those magics and those uh medicines like you said plant medicines applying those things to your life can have way better like so much more positive effects than the um this new way of the western medicine and um, synthetic drugs that um end up doing a lot more harm a lot of the times then they do good. Um, and w- what was it that really, um, I know it was probably just a, a calling to your spirit, to your soul. Um, and you knew that this was your path, but, um, there had to have been something that you saw in the world or was it something like that, that kind of just 
you knew that you had to do this, that open an apothecary to, to do this kind of work? It's kind of interesting because it kind of goes hand in hand with like my other gifts. Um, I started having premonitions at a pretty early age and then uh, mediumship at the age of 15. And then whenever those things kind of just came and went, I didn't really practice them, but I went to culinary school. I don't know if you know this for a little while. Yeah, I went to uh, Le Cordon Bleu and I was trying to become a chef and I started to research the dairy industry, the meat industry, um, pharmaceuticals, you know, pharmaceutical, the companies are all about, uh, taking natural plants and then basically creating a pharmaceutical chemical compound. Mm-hmm. So it's all from nature. Right. They just make it into something dangerous. Not saying all pharmaceuticals are bad. However, right. you know, we can fix most things with plants. So um, I had my daughter, I was a single mom. And I just realized how distorted our food industry was and how they're adding like aluminum and fluoride into everything. And I wanted to create something natural and pure. Mm-hmm. So I started making deodorants and soaps and uh, toothpaste. And then I was like, okay. Um, I started melding my moon magic and spellcraft into my soaps and potions and so spells and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Spell work. Okay. Yeah. Energy work. And it just started becoming something bigger and then people wanted to try it and they were having amazing results. And I just had a real knack for energy work from uh, the time I started doing massage therapy in my like early twenties. Mm-hmm. So everything just kind of came together and created Moonlight's Apothecary. It's awesome. So, um, <clears throat> You also mentioned that you are a paranormal investigator and that's, it seems like, I'm not sure last time we spoke uh, or last time we did a podcast together, I'm not sure you were doing that. I I'm, I think, you know, I think we spoke about um, your experiences with the paranormal and spirits and whatnot, but you weren't necessarily doing the investigation. Like with the team, I know you've been out with, a team to do this, but you weren't doing that back in 2019, were you? No, this is new, newer. Um, I was doing house clearings and um, clearings and cleansings for people and houses like uh, residential. Mm -hmm. But then I started working with a few teams and investigating some uh, bigger locations like I've done the Nazareth and Mineral Wells and um, I've done Dumas brothel in Butte Montana and mm. I've traveled around a little bit uh, a lot last year doing investigations I investigated with some of the ghost hunters like mm-hmm. Mustafa and Kristen Lumen so how do so, what is the um when you're doing this uh, kind of work is is it a uh are you going out there with a spiritual task or is it just to discover 
Yeah. So I'm a medium. So mm -hmm. I'm basically, I go in and see what kind of energy is there. Um, I've kind of laid off them a little bit because they don't want me to cross over the spirits and that's my gift. I'm Got a psychopomp. I'm able to cross over spirits that are stuck in this realm into the next dimension. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what I enjoy doing. And it's hard for me not to be able to exercise that because people don't want to unhaunt their property. Really? You would think, I don't know, for, for some reason, I feel like I would think that people would want to un unhaunt or is that just the word unhaunt? Is that a word that has like negative connotations that when you like say clear it, they just, they don't, right. they want to keep the spirits there because lots of the places that we go to are famous for being haunted. Right. Okay. And I've noticed that a lot of those places um, are, it's a lot of, whenever you do a paranormal investigation, they're basically putting a lighthouse out for spirit. Mm -hmm. So dark spirit, light spirit, whatever, are going to be drawn to it. And then I think it makes kind of a capsule for spirits and it's not necessarily positive energy. Right. And so, is that, is that like, um, so is that kind that pushed you away from the, you know, going out and doing the investigations? Because, I mean, is it something like, well, in your soul, it doesn't feel right because you feel as if you are to help them to clear this, you know, clear the house, clear, clear the house of the spirit and help them move on to the next uh, dimension is so is it, it just didn't sit right with you. The fact that, these people just, they didn't want to help the spirit at, by yeah. any means. They just wanted to keep it for whatever they could gain from it. Yeah. And that's not every place I go to, but I right. can't do them as often or some of the locations because I can't exercise helping the spirit. And right. so I feel like I'm almost tortured because I'm just communicating and then not doing anything to help them. And they know I can. Yeah. And is it, um, you had mentioned that there's a, that there's a spirit in, in the home that you're in now. Um, I, we, you didn't mention that here on the podcast in our conversations. Um, you had mentioned, you know, this new house that you moved into and the spirit that is there. Is there a difference between the spirit that's in your house there and the spirits in these other places that you want to help um, move into another dimension? Is the spirit in your home, is it in a dimension that where it is at peace or kind of just talk about the spirit in your home? Yeah. So this house was built in 1903. And so there's a lot of energy here. Um, there's two spirits that are here. And also, whenever you're talking about a haunting, there's different types of hauntings. So there's right. like a residual energy, which is an imprint in time and space, basically. So 
a lot of time whenever you see like the same like a phantom in a white dress at the top of the stairs and everybody sees it that's like a residual haunting but if the spirit is moving around and doing different things that's usually an active intelligent haunting Mm, okay um what i believe is here there's a small girl i can see her in the mirrors she runs through uh into the office and I've tried to cross her over. She doesn't want to go. And I think it's because I have two daughters and she likes to play with their toys. And I've tried to convince her a few times. I leave her offerings like candies and things like that. And then the woman of the house is so attached into the house. I think it's a fragment of her spirit and it's mm-hmm. not her entire soul. I think she just loves this house so much that she watches over it. Is that the, so that's two different spirits or is the, the, okay. So would the, uh, there's an older woman and a younger woman. There's yeah, there's a child. She's about, I'm thinking five or six. And I always confuse her for aura, my six year old. Cause uh, like just two weeks ago, I walked past their room and I saw Aura standing up at her dollhouse playing. And I was like, I'm so glad she's finally <laughs> just taken time to play with her dollhouse. That is so sweet. It like warms my heart. Right. And then I walked two steps into the living room and then she was sitting on the couch watching a cartoon. Wow. And then I like went back and I was just like, I saw her again. Cause it's like, it doesn't happen all the time. Right. Now there is another spirit here and it doesn't stay here. It's not within the house. It is so random. Like the first month I was here, something ran out of my bathroom, just ran, ran around my bed, ran up and down the hallway and then slammed on the toilet. Like sat down. And, you and said it was that short. Spirit, that spirit doesn't stay there. Was that the only time you had seen it? Or has it came, it's come back? Seen it one more time after that. Um, and I went and I checked on my kids because I thought maybe my daughter was running through the house, but my daughter's terrified of the dark and my bathroom was kind of wrapped around into the back of the house. So she would have had to gone through a few different rooms to get there. Right. And it was pitch black. So that one, that one startled me a little. Yeah. Um, there was another time there was like a raccoon in the wall or something. My house is up on, I don't know what are, they're called, stilts or. Mm-hmm. So there's like a raccoon in the wall. I can hear it climbing through the wall. And I'm like trying to like get it to not crawl through it because there's been animals who've died here and then you can smell yeah, them and you have to go get them from underneath the house. Right. Um, but some some spirit started messing with the music anytime I would start to sing the song. And I was like also trying to clean the bathroom while I'm like knocking on the wall to try to get it to go down. And then um, it would turn up the song. Uh, I would be like, next, Alexa. And then it would turn it up really loud and then turn it down or skip a song that I was singing. And then I was like, all right, whoever's here needs to go. Like, I'm just like, get out, leave, yeah. like, you're not welcome here. And then I saw that spirit just run in the same pattern it ran the first time I saw it. And then gone. Yeah, and then gone. So is there, um, is there a, you know, of course, 
in Hollywood and the movies, you, you know, mostly the spirits are all evil. Is there, um, are there, there are evil spirits and good spirits. Yes. And do you think that obviously I, I, I would doubt that the, um, the, the little girl and the woman who loves the house and wants to stay in the house, I would doubt that they're evil, but, or even this, is this a, is this a male spirit, like a masculine spirit that the, uh, the one that's turning up the volume and slamming the toilet seat. That's like a trickster. I think it's, a that's kid. what I was thinking. That's I was, I got real like trickster vibes from, from the story. It just seems like someone who likes to play around. Yeah. Not, and- not necessarily like evil or trying to do any harm just trying to just trying to play yeah just like you and i they have personalities yeah and so this one's like definitely was trying to get my attention that day but it hasn't been back since i told it to leave right so i do that but i'm a lighthouse for spirits so spirits are attracted to me Mm -hmm. so sometimes i wake up in my room and if i didn't case of a I was, I was just curious in the case of like uh, an evil spirit, what, what would you do? Oh, you uh, banish it, get rid of it. Like, don't. Is that, is that easy for, you know, someone like you who is obviously um, very gifted and um, has practiced a lot? Is that something that's pretty easy to do just because you are so aware Um Cause I feel like people who might encounter evil spirits, you know, maybe in their homes who aren't aware of any gifts that they have like you do or have practiced the way that you do have never even dispelled a, an evil spirit. You know, I would think that that could be a pretty difficult time for, for somebody, you know, but is it, has it gotten easier for you or what's, what's your experience there with evil spirits? Yeah. So, and there, some of, some of them are more difficult to get rid of just because some of them are more powerful Mm -hmm. or have more energy and also fear feeds negative spirits like that. They love it. And we, we give them power. Yes. Right. So you actually have all the power because you're flesh, right? Right. Right. So whenever you like, I can tell a negative spirit or a person just by the energy that I begin to pick up, like headaches, um, usually really low vibration spirits. There's like a smell associated with it. Um, I will just feel like so um, on edge. I'll have a lot of anxiety. I might be overcome with like waves of depression. Um, so there's ways to detect it. And then I've had clients who've taken home, like some really scary spirits that I've had to go and cleanse out. And it wasn't necessarily easy because some of them were like traveling in between mirrors in the house. Do they, would, did they take them home because of your, uh, your mediumship or just because of your, you being a lighthouse to spirits? Is it? And especially opening the gates, 
to that realm. If it's somebody that has entered uh, a practice with you, like maybe, I don't know, uh, contacting the dead or anything like that, um, that does obviously open the gates to spirits, you know, opens the spiritual realm a lot more. And is that the way that those spirits would attach themselves to people and then go home with them? Um, it's just because you're in that, in that realm with them. Yeah. I mean, some of them, <laughs> if you don't have like good boundaries, good protection up, if you're experiencing like a lot of depression or you're, you're vulnerable, vulnerable. Right. yeah, then they can attach pretty easily. Usually if you set boundaries and you're persistent, you wear like, for instance, like a tourmaline or crystals intended to keep off low vibrations or wearing protection potion or setting those intentions, then usually they can't attach to you. But some people don't know that they have the power. So they'll let fear overtake them, which feeds that. That's always... It's always been my thing uh, that a lot of people, you know, you have that, those people who don't like to watch horror movies or uh, movies about hauntings or exorcism or demons or anything. And I've had so many people say, you know, you're just opening the door for those demons to come into your life. And I've always had to tell them, it's just like, they don't have any power over me. I don't, I don't give them, I'm not afraid of them. I don't give them the power over me. I'm not, you know, yes. If you are one of those people who are fearful of those things, then yeah, it's probably more likely that those demons are going to attach themselves to you, but that's not the case for me. Like I'm pretty spiritually aware and I know that those, I'm not giving way to, to that fear for those spirits to attach themselves to me. And I, I honestly love those movies, you know, so I love them too. And it is a gateway. It is, but just like you, I have those boundaries and I'm attracted to it. So if you're like not attracted to it, you don't want to watch that. Then there's a reason Mm -hmm. I feel like for, for me, I enjoy it, but I don't mind going into that space to pull spirit out. So Um, even in the shamanic groups that I've uh, journeyed with, they would always tell me like, don't do this or don't practice that, but that is my gift. So everybody, it's like, you kind of just have no choice. You, you know, that's, that's your calling. That's you have to, I'm like, it's not for you, right? but it is for me. And everybody's gift is different. So Mm -hmm. everybody just needs to, respect to that also like you can feel intuitively if you're drawn to something so if you're not drawn to it you know don't tempt to that yeah yeah for sure um so uh what about uh in your investigations sorry i I, this is really interesting to me the uh the paranormal investigation um see a lot of people talking about wanting to do it and um it's really cool like I I loved you know once you started doing it I was like I was like perfect this is so awesome I I I loved (laughs) uh seeing everything that you were doing but what's um what's one of the the craziest experiences people love these stories too what what was one of the you know 
maybe not crazy, but one of the the coolest experiences you've had while doing the paranormal investigation? Okay. Um, I, I feel like I need to share this one, um, at the Nazareth hospital, which nobody's even allowed to investigate because it's not up to code anymore. Mm -hmm. And we would go and it would be so cold. We went with Mustafa one time from those hunters and, um, his wife came, she is so sweet. And she was walking around with us and the energy in that building would move every time. Like the first time I was there, the seventh floor, the top floor, there was no windows in it. It was winter time and you could just feel something was not right in there. All the cameras, there was orbs everywhere. Oh yeah. Like intelligent orbs, not dust. And, um, one of our friends, our co-investigators like got zapped from energy. Like he just like passed out downstairs in a chair, which is weird. And that would happen to a lot of people there. But that night it wasn't on the seventh floor. It moved down to the fifth floor. And I didn't realize that the negative energy. Right. And so they were saying they were on there and somebody felt something attached itself to them so I went upstairs to check it out because my friends the Lone Star um I think it's a paranormal research team was up there so I went up there to talk to them and my friend was standing behind me so I went like turned around to talk to him and I could see hit like a spirit but it wasn't him so I could see it full body apparition it was a dark big figure um, the low hum noise it was making and it was just a big broad like masculine energy and then mm-hmm. I turned around and he was on the other side of the building and it was like mimicking his voice and that kind of thing oh wow so then I was like I'm gonna head out of this floor because there's also no electricity so we're like working off of flashlights and my flashlight um, the spirits can like drain Oh yeah. The battery. So like my flashlight started to flicker. So I'm like, I'm going to head out. So I go out of that room into the stairwell while one of the other investigators gets tripped, like tripped, like something pulled his leg out from underneath him and he falls down like three, three or four stairs and they're concrete stairs. So he's like bleeding on his knee and then they're saying that this a spirit attached to the wife of Mustafa. Mm. So we had to pull that spirit off right then. And then um, basically I had to do like a, a spirit extraction. Right. Is what we call that. And remove that spirit from her and that space. And I was like completely zapped after that. Like I couldn't even investigate just drained yeah because she could feel it moving up into her leg um she was feeling like shallow breath she couldn't breathe very well she was um having a lot of anxiety and just like overcome with emotion and she could just feel something wasn't right so we got her out of that building as soon as we could and so in this uh which building was this the nazareth 
And that is in Mineral Wells. Mineral it's a Wells hospital. Here in Texas. Okay. And what is it that that creates this environment for spirits? Because you know, this this place in particular, I've heard a few things about it here and there, but this place in particular is kind of a hot spot, correct? It's a hot spot for investigators in this area. Um Whenever it was open, I don't like it. I will never go back. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw what happened and why there's so much energy there. So the hospital was like run by priests and nuns at first. And then around what time? Parent- yeah, like whenever it first opened, which I can't even remember. It was like 30s or 40s. Okay. And then Planned Parenthood came in later. And so obviously they couldn't operate together which I had another experience within that building of women dying during birth. And it was just on repeat a loop within that building. So I did release that energy. Oh yeah. Um, Good. But there was whenever the building, like just stopped being operational as a hospital, um, there would be people who would break into this building and do necromancy, mm. uh, Luciferian rituals mm-hmm. and uh, black magic and raising spirits in uh, demonic energies. So would it be, would it happen to be that maybe in those rituals and um, black magic, would, would they have purposely trapped those spirits there or no those spirits were present what they did whenever they were practicing that magic is they called up really dark energy Mm -hmm. non-human energetic bodies and so then they basically created a portal that they didn't know how to close so then those and it still exists yes okay yes and we actually had an investigator pass away there, there during on, investigation on site. Yes. Like, wow. Out That's of respect a... for their family, I won't talk about that. Um, right. Yeah. But I'll tell you later. Okay. I'll talk to you about that. Yeah. It's pretty um, wild. What would you say to um, people who are skeptical about these kind of things? You know, especially spirits paranormal activity and investigations uh you know i'm sure you're aware of the kind of people who would shrug that off uh what would you say to them to i mean fuck trying to convince them you know they're gonna believe yeah and i'm just like i kind of like the skeptics because whenever they come and they start to see their life change because i have a lot of clients who start skeptic right Right. Once they start to see their life shift and change, then the energy, the spirits, they speak for themselves. Right. So I honestly, I just feel like a little sorry for people who don't get to experience this side. Yeah. Because it's so magical over here. And, and, and there's so much positivity to be gained from it, you know, of course, throughout the the centuries, um, these kind of practices or uh, 
witchcraft or mediumship, anything like that um, has been deemed evil, you know, by the church and by the patriarchy and the church. Um, We know the history. We know how the church has fought down uh, witchcraft and anything that has to do with it or anything in that arena. But we do see people waking up to it now. You know, a lot more people are waking up to it. I would like to see uh, people are realizing that, you know, setting intentions and uh, manifesting and all these kind of things can help you out in your life, create positive change for you. Um, I would just like to, uh, I love the fact that this awakening is happening and that we're moving into uh I love to see the divine feminine become more powerful um, in this day and age. Um, I don't think that the divine masculine should be eradicated. You know, that's, that's, that would be horrible. We need a balance of the two, uh, the masculine and the feminine. But um, I do see a lot of women coming into their power and, uh, or at least opening themselves up to it. I think that there's also a trend that's going on uh, when it comes to accepting these things. I would, I hate to see it as trendy, but I would love to see these women actually um, realize their power in, um, in these, and, and not just women, but men as well. Um, realize that there is real power and that there is an actual practice and um, take it, take it more seriously. It's a, I don't know. There's something gross about the trend. You know what I I mean? Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, the Catholic church is full of witchcraft. The Bible is full of witchcraft. Oh yeah. And so, I mean, they're, talking about there's you know i use the bible as an astrology book so i work with that to do spells and also kind of chart astrology with it um Mm -hmm. the new testament is the age of tars if you look through it they talk about the bull and then the new testament would be the age of pisces Mm-hmm. You can see it through the symbolism of the fish. Jesus. Yeah. And Christ himself. Mm-hmm. And then the birth of Christ um, would be winter solstice, yeah. which is the grand cross that goes up in the sky. The sun is born after the darkest day. Uh, Ostara or Easter, the eggs, the bunny fertility. He is risen, which is really just spring. And mm-hmm. they kind of flip those holidays backwards to make pagans more comfortable but and then the catholic church with all of their herbs and holy water i mean it's all witchcraft it's just what we're calling it and i completely agree i have seen uh and been channeling for the divine feminine rising that's happening right now and uh a lot of women are going through contact with their darker feminine energy and they're kind of being reborn. 
-hmm. there's so much like sexual trauma that needs to be healed right now. And there's, we carry so much energy in our womb and we carry our ancestors trauma through our womb. Cause you have to think like whenever you get pregnant with a child, if it's a female, you carry the eggs of your great granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So they have all of this energy within them, but you pass this energy through them. So you're carrying generations of trauma. Right. So right. what I've been called to do last year, or it might've been two, two years ago, I had a, a spirit visit me and, um, tell me that I needed a womb cleansing and she took out all the, there was a curse on my family for adoption. My mother mother was adopted. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, And we found out her father was adopted and I have a daughter that was adopted. And so there, and there, the sexual trauma that I'd been through, Mm -hmm. um, the sexual trauma that my mom had been through and her mother, her birth mother, And so this goddess came and she pulled all of that out of me, cut every cord of sexual trauma or partner that I'd had. And then I was kind of reborn into a different person because I didn't hold all of that negative energy in my womb anymore. Right. Um, Do you see that you notice that a lot in women today? Yes. And And you can see it in the hookup culture. Yeah, that we have now, because every time, you know, sex, sacred energy exchange, Mm -hmm. every time you uh, have a sexual encounter, um, you build an energetic cord for women, it resides in the sacral chakra, which is connected into the womb, which is connected into our power, our sexual energy, our creativity. Um, it really is difficult for us to reach our sacral, I mean, I'm sorry, our solar plex, our power source, our confidence, and get up into the higher uh, chakras and realms of our own power whenever we have a wounded womb. Yeah, it kind of creates a blockage. Yeah, so the divine feminine, um, is balancing things out right now. And they've put it in me to kind of get that word out because, you know, women couldn't even have a bank account until 1973. Right. right. So we've kind of been just, we've been property and we've <clears throat> had to rise against a lot of things, but the sexual is it, trauma. Is it kind of like a, you know, like you had mentioned, you know, before women's rights, um, you know, there was a lot just being property. The, the, the patriarchy was ruling everything. And now that women have finally achieved a uh, sense of freedom, um, a certain amount of freedom, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done on behalf of our women, uh, especially here in Texas. Um, but, you know, stepping into that, uh, this newfound freedom for, for uh, the feminine, 
is it kind of like, you know, all the kids who are raised in like Christian schools end up getting out of school and going crazy, doing a lot of drugs, getting into violence and just exploring like now that they're out of like that uh, uh, demanding situation that they were, that they grew up in, like now the, you know, they've been set free and now they have all this freedom and it can be really destructive. Is that, is that kind of what's going on with uh, the feminine right now? Because um, there is a lot of, especially because of sexual trauma or um, a lot of different things that women are dealing with right now is like the freedom are they just kind of letting it all out now? Like, is it all just like, it's like, um, it's like shaking up a, a can of soda. Mm-hmm. It's like all of that pressure. It's all been is built coming, up for so and, long. And we haven't opened it yet. Right. Um, yeah. What I've noticed is uh, the sacred feminine within a lot of women, especially the crossing over into 222, the six year has been significantly different, different and radical. Um, and I've seen um, in the spiritual communities, uh, a lot of women taking their power back, um, cutting the cords from their sexual partners, because anytime you share uh, that bond with somebody, um, you pick up on all of their baggage and mm-hmm. their trauma too. So yeah. even if you are um, in a relationship, it's good to cut that cord. That way you can have your energy. <clears throat> but I think that we're getting close. And I think we have a year or two before it really starts to boil over more into the collective and more people. Cause you know, feminines within the men too. Yeah. Um, and especially in our generation, Pluto Scorpio, I think we're going to be the shapeshifters and uh, the changers of our society. I absolutely agree. You know, um, of course, there's a lot going on in our society right now that can, you know, paint a kind of grim picture of the future. But um, I, I don't I don't like giving giving into that. I uh, I'm way more optimistic and I think I have a, a pretty good um, radar when it comes to these things. And especially just like being a student of history, um, but also having a uh, spiritual intuition and um, almost like a, a futurist mindset. I can kind of... Um, just kind of, I can kind of understand what's going on, like what, what's really going on here, especially with the, like, if there's a overwhelming sense that there's an awakening to who we truly are and what we truly are. And I think it's, it's gotten to that point in history that we're, we're finally coming to an understanding and getting a grasp on what the hell is really going on here. And I think that um, it's going to be a lot more positive um, than people think it is. Um, I understand how 
things are kind of frightening, how they can be frightening and hard to understand. Um, and it seems really uncertain what's going to happen. Uh, there's just a lot of turmoil going on right now, but I just have this, I know we're going to make it through it and, you know, through the chaos, you know, maybe it's all going to burn down and then the the Phoenix rises, you know? Yes. Um, (laughs) Is that kind of what you see happening as well or? Yeah. And I've had a lot of dreams and premonitions on what's to come. And then the astrology, we are having the Pluto return on the 22nd. So uh, February 22nd, 2022 is uh america's pluto return in the pluto pluto's all about destruction that's on um that's a crazy coincidence you know that it all falls that way i think the forefathers kind of knew about astrology somewhat but you know if you look at empires they only last about 250 years i think we're at 243 Mm -hmm. and this is uh going to be uh, especially with Uranus and Taurus a uh, financial shift in our systems but whenever you look back in history to other um, countries that have had their Pluto returns it's always an overthrowing of a government it's always um, a mm-hmm. revolution within the country and it's always something that needs a radical change so we're that's, basically that's coming the, out of our karma yeah, that's a uh, you just painted the perfect picture for what's going on in this moment in our mm-hmm. in our nation, especially with Saturn in Aquarius. We saw Aquarius dip into um, Saturn went into Aquarius retrograde for a few months during the summer. Whenever we had all those riots and protests, that was a okay. snapshot of what's to come, and more will be revealed. And Pluto's very small a small planet very far off and it moves very slow. So we'll be in like, I think the first and second degree throughout the year. So this is going to be a journey. Is it going to get a little, it's going to get rough before it gets any better. I mean, I would definitely go stock up on canned foods and rice and a water source of some kind. Yeah. It's a, it's getting really weird uh, these days that we're living in a um, lot of overreach of, of power on so many different levels and different areas of our society. Um, when it comes to tech, when it comes to politics, it's, um, and, and the people are just, you know, we, the people are just so we're done with it. We're over it. It's, it's gotten to a really disgusting point um, that um, the foundations of our nation are obviously crumbling. And um, I think these next few years are going to be very, very interesting. Um, I, you know, it's for me, you know, it sounds frightening, you know, especially the uncertainty. Um, but don't give power to it. It's just like when, when I was talking about uh, demons, you know, don't give way to it. Don't 
Don't give in, don't give power. You know, yes, these are going to be difficult times, but um, it's going to be okay. You have to know that you have to believe in that hold, hold that faith and belief and let that be your guide through these, through these times, because we are going to make it through it. And there's, I, I really believe that there's beauty on the other side of it. Yes. And we are the collective consciousness. So by keeping a high vibration, we're raising the collective consciousness of the people around us by just being. So by um, doing things that keep you in alignment and keep your energetic um, vibrations high by the music you listen to or Um, turning off the news or just doing things that make you feel very present and happy, like spending time with your kids or friends Mm -hmm. or family art, that's going to actually raise the vibration because we are in a collective shift. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can see it. You go to a grocery store and it's like, there's two people living in different realities. Mm hmm. A fear-based reality, because there are only two emotions, really, whenever you get down nitty and gritty. It's It's fear. fear. Yeah, so there's either fear or trust and love. And you and I, we're on the other side, so we're in that love uh, container. And so whenever we fill ourselves up with love and we have understanding and just trust that we're divinely protected, we're overflowing that and I do think that is what the second coming is. I think we are all the consciousness, the Christ consciousness right. that is coming to shift from this low vibration into a higher vibration that yeah. we're moving into. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, just to touch on the the collective conscious, um, I think as long as we are. Uh, Living that way, you know, people like us who are, uh, you know, a lot more spiritually aware um, and positive, especially being positive in this uh, frightening time where, you know, like you said, there's the split, there's the people who are living in fear and there's the people who are living in trust and love for us who live in trust and love and positivity and hope and faith. um, I think for the collective conscious, as long as we're raising those vibrations and we're having meaningful interactions with uh, the people around us, they pick up on those vibrations and then they hold, they hold true to those vibrations and they work on theirs and they raise their vibrations and then they raise the next person. I think that is how we're going to collectively raise the vibration of the collective conscious to um, inherit, inherit the kingdom that, uh, that we all want, you know, Um, I, I just, um, I think that's the way we're going to overcome that spirit of fear is if uh, the people like us um, take this work seriously and we, yeah, and we give it all we've got. And now is the time. Mm-hmm. We have to step into our power now. There's no other time. I've been actually channeling a lot of um, higher realm, 
higher dimensional spirits and all the messages are all the same. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the time is now you need to walk into your power. Um, you're divinely protected. Uh, you're chosen and we are going to help you move into your divine purpose. And the people who need to hear that will understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think we're coming to the end here. Um, we could always, man, I love having this conversation, these kind of conversations with you. I'm sorry it took so long to finally do this again, but um, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, you're such a, a positive light in a world that really needs it. And um, I really appreciate you joining me again. Oh, I love you, Jesse. It's yeah. always so fun to talk to you. Love you too, Jordan. Um, for the people who um, want to, you know, check out the apothecary or check you out on social media, how, how can they get a hold of you? How can they follow you? Yeah. So um, on Instagram, I'm under Moonlight's Apothecary. On TikTok, I'm doing a lot of readings on there um, almost daily. And I'm yeah. Moonlight's Apothecary as well. Although there are some fake accounts. So make sure that it's just Moonlight's Apothecary, no extra symbols or anything. Okay. And then um, I do do Facebook, but <sighs> I'm just not a big fan Minimal. of Facebook anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's Moonlight's Apothecary's readings. And okay. meh. Well, I, I see, um, you know, that you are really active on TikTok and seems to be doing pretty good for you. I, I, I enjoy the content that you put on there. Um, it's, it's very deep. And uh, I mean, I've, I've sat there and listened to some of the readings and they're on point. You're, <laughs> you're good at what you do. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And so I, I just, I would really um, suggest that people go there to find you and Instagram. You like Instagram? I do like Instagram, but you, if you want to um, contact me directly, you can go to my website, www.moonlightsapothecary.com. And then you can see all my wares or book a reading or see where I'm going to be at. Cause I do do fairs on occasion, but minimal. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to put all that information in the description as well. So make it easier for them to find you. And um, we're going to do this again sooner than later. I can't wait. Yeah. Love you, Jordan. Thank you. Love you too. Bye. See you later.